0: i Monica Steele, and I'm here with Amber Miller and Sarah Godey, and we are talking about... What it means to be humble this week? We are in week two of "Be Within Your Means." Yes, and we had a really great, insightful time last week talking about what self-control is <laughs> and
1: how, which is s- hilarious because the three of us <laughs> seem right. to have none.
0: Right well, <laughs> in addition to the cheese, it's and the That's books, right. <laughs> I have a laughing self-control issue, and
1: once I start, I can't stop. And then we can't stop. So there's a, literally a
0: tear mark of tears yes. on my on my from laughing. Uh, on my paper, Woo. but we're going to be talking uh, talking about humility and what it means to be humble. And I, ooh, I just have a feeling this one's going to
2: pierce
1: pierce <laughs> Again, deep
0: places of my heart. Yeah, it's
1: Again. like every week.
2: It's like this one's my favorite, and then no, it's like I know. oh, this one I'm learning a lot from. This like every I, know, I <laughs> know. We text
1: each other like every week that the podcast post, and we're like, this one's my new favorite. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's it's sad, but it's true. That's how many favorites we have? Yeah. So, so yeah. So let's talk about humility. So humility. Okay. You know, I am the perfect person to get this because I am so humble. I'm just kidding.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. It does not brag. (laughs) That's right.
1: (laughs) You know, I, it was funny when I like Googled just the word humility, what came up the most was like jokes about like being humble. Like I'm the most humble person I know, or, you know, things like that. And it was like, this is not helping me. I, I already have that. So Let's get some real meat here but um, so then I went to the Bible because that's obviously the best place to go so let's look at second uh, chronicles 34 27. Um, it says, "Because your heart was responsive, and you humbled yourself before God when you heard what He spoke against this place and its people, and because you humbled your uh, humbled yourself before Me and tore your robes and wept in My presence, I have heard you," declares the Lord. Now, um, the word "humbled" here means cannot is kana, and it's to be humble, to be humbled, to be subdued, brought down, be low, be under, um, be brought into subjection, and. Um, For the most part, in searching the word humbled in the scriptures, this was the word that I I saw the most. Um, In Psalm 147, 6, it says, The Lord sustains the humble, but casts the wicked to the ground. Mm. Um, Ephesians 4, 2 says, Be completely humble and gentle, be patient, hearing with one another in love. And what was interesting about this one was the word for humble in Ephesians 4, 2 uh, one of the definitions of it was a deep sense of one's moral littleness, Oh wow. which I thought was really interesting, um, and I'll talk about why um, here in a little bit. Romans twelve three says, For though the grace given me, I say to every man among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment, as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. Now, when I, I think when you hear that initially, that doesn't stand out at all with, um, you know, thinking of yourself, not thinking of yourself more highly than you ought to. But, and I'll explain why in a moment, but this verse um, is actually really profound for other reasons. Um, when I looked up humility in the dictionary, it said, humility, a modest or low view of one's own importance. And so, um, or humbleness, and, and when I initially was studying humility, my definition would have been something like, um, you know, a lack of recognition of your own talents and achievements or not really acknowledging when you're doing something good. Like I saw like a humble person being someone who like deflected compliments or Mm, like, you know, didn't acknowledge that they were good at anything or put themselves down or that kind of thing. But what's really interesting is that isn't what humility is at all. That's not what the scripture says humility is. And that's not what the word means. Um, there's this quote by C.S. Lewis that I think is a really a really perfect way to put it, and it's humility is not thinking less of yourself; it's thinking of yourself less. Ooh, that is that. really good. It's so good, and it's so profound because you know it because that is exactly what I thought humility was was like thinking of yourself in a bad light. Right. Um, but it's not it at all. It's taking the attention from yourself and putting it on others or putting it on the Lord. Um, Matt Slick um, said, humility is that quality of a Christian that demonstrates a right relationship and position before God. And um, this, this, and then this next quote I'm going to read is really what I want to hone in on today, and that is that humility means a proper view of oneself. It doesn't mean, um, you know, thinking of yourself badly or putting yourself down or anything like that. It's in light of who God is, realizing who you are. Wow. Um, and that's why I think that Romans twelve three is so very interesting because it says, you know, every man not think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have a sound judgment As God has allotted to each a measure of faith. And what that's saying is don't think more of yourself than you are. um, But that doesn't mean to think badly of what you really have. Mm -hmm. It's seeing yourself for what you really are. And so in light of God, um, that means, you know, we're we think of ourselves in a very low way, but that's because God is so great. Right. Um, I want to read this quote. It's from a book called Is God a Moral Monster by Paul Copan. Again, my husband um, had this, and he's just so brilliant and smart, and this is a great book. Um, And it says, What then is humility? This involves having a realistic assessment of ourselves, our weaknesses, and strengths. Plagiarism, a big problem in the academic world these days, is an attempt to take credit for someone else's work. Plagiarizers create an impression that's out of touch with reality. But think about this: for Yo-Yo Ma to claim he really can't play the cello at all, or for Landon Donovan to say he can't really play soccer, would be equally as out of touch with reality as fault, uh, equally as out of touch with reality. as false humility. What's more, these kind of statements are usually a backdoor attempt hmm. to get attention. True humility doesn't deny abilities, but rather acknowledges God as the source of these gifts for which we can't take credit. What do we have that we didn't receive? To be humble is to know our proper place before God with all our strengths and weaknesses. And I just thought that was so interesting because um, what that means is that um, pride, when you think about what pride is, pride is an inflated view of ourselves and our accomplishments and what we have. Humility, the opposite of that would be a right view, not a deflated view. And I think that that's important to acknowledge because, um, false humility is, is really just a backwards form of pride. Yeah. And, and I don't think that we think about that as much when we think of, of humility. And I think for women, this is important too, because, um, you know, when we are, because we like to accomplish things, like mm-hmm. we like to do good things. And when we're complimented and we're trying to be godly, it's easy to be like, oh, no, no, it wasn't that good. Right. Or, right. you know, whatever. And what he's saying here is, no, it is good. Like, Yo Yo Ma, like, he's a brilliant cellist. Like, he is. And for him to deny that wouldn't be truthful either. Right. Well,
0: and it's ridiculous. Right. Yeah. People would, like, I think, lose. Uh, um, sense of integrity that they would hold for somebody like that exactly I've tried
2: really hard in this area um to learn to just say thank you yeah Mm -hmm. I think you you feel uncomfortable when somebody's telling you something about yourself it would almost be easier for me sometimes for people just to be like you know you're this and it not be building me up right because we've talked about often how we tear ourselves down yes um but when somebody does tell you something kind you need to even if it's the opposite of how you really see yourself or how you really feel they're not lying and they're showing us love right by telling us something kind about ourselves we need to learn to just say thank you exactly and that's hard to do sometimes yeah
1: i am um, I've been like a singer dancer performer person like since I was pretty much born because my mom was and so but I remember kind of trying to find this balance of humility in performing at a very young age like being you know, 12 and 13. And I'd sing in church and come down off the stage. And my only reaction to know how to be humble about what I just did was to tell people it was bad. It was bad. Don't, you know, don't come talk to me about it. It was bad. I didn't want the attention on me. Mm -hmm. So I thought that maybe saying it was bad was the way to do that. And my mom actually sat me down and was like, that's not giving the glory to God either. You know, right. you need to say, she even said exactly what you said, Sarah. She said, you know, you need to say thank you right. because these people were blessed by what you did. But then you give give the glory to God by doing that. Right. And, um, and so I think that's really interesting that you say that. It's I think so
2: hard. Uh, yeah, it is. It's very hard, but I love that in all of these, it talks about knowing your strengths and your weaknesses. Yes, it's an awareness of both, of both, not one and not the other. Exactly. And I think sometimes being aware of your weaknesses help keep you humble because sometimes when all you think of are your strengths, right? You know, you can. And, and even Greg and I were talking about this last night, and we were talking about um, just kind of how he is that he was confident in a situation that he could handle a situation, and he even said, you know, maybe this makes me sound like I think a lot of myself or arrogant. And, and I, I was like, it doesn't like, you know, that's your strength. That's your wheelhouse. That's what you've been gifted with. And exactly. And if he couldn't do it in that moment, he would figure out how to do it. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Um, and probably a lot of men are that way. And I don't think there's anything wrong with owning that part, exactly but not, you know, like real love doesn't brag, right? It's the idea of not bragging about yourself and not talking about how great you are, because we got to be aware of the our own weaknesses. We have those weaknesses yes. that balance those strengths as well.
0: It's a it's a beautiful tension. And I went to um, Catalyst several years ago, and the theme of the Catalyst weekend was the tension is good. Hmm. And talking about like in ministry and in leadership, the both sides of the coin, and how like we tend to avoid the tension, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's in the tension that the growth is. And so I think interesting being, that is interesting. It, being in the middle is where the true humility is. Because you have to be aware of your weaknesses in order to remain humble, but if you're not being aware of your strengths, you're going to be falsely modest. Yeah, and exactly. So I think it's, that's, that's a good tension. It is. And that's where the true humility is.
1: Exactly, yeah. But how
0: to get
1: there and stay there is yeah. the hard part. Exactly. It's a, and it's like what we talked about last week with self-control. Um, it's a step-by-step thing. You know, mm-hmm. you're not going to be humble overnight, but you can make steps today to becoming a more humble believer and walking with the Lord in that humility. Yeah. Well, some of our
2: homework assignments back from the very beginning were figuring out who you are, do yes, your personality yeah. Strengths assessment. Strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, do, mm-hmm. your, do your spiritual gifts test. Do, I think that was in Be Honest. I mm-hmm. think it was. And we put a link on those mm-hmm. on, on that blog for all of those tests because you will be able to grow more easily when you're aware of who you are. Um, and when you become aware of what your weaknesses are, when you become aware of what your strengths are, um, you can just it, it, sometimes it's like being out in the middle of a, of a desert trying to grow when you don't even know what direction to go in. Yeah. Um, but I think when we take the time to just get to know us. Exactly. We can know where we need to. Exactly. To focus.
1: Absolutely. And that's actually something we'll be talking about later on, too, in the podcast is is understanding who you are. And, um, you know, what's interesting about humility, and this is the same way with a lot of the words that we do, but I I just found it to be really true with humility, is humility is completely, even in definition, um, relational. It's Mm. understanding who you are in reference to another. Mm. And so we're going to talk about three um, relational aspects of humility, and that is um, ourselves, others and then and then God and how we relate to them and where humility falls in that so um, when we're talking about ourselves this is exactly what Sarah said understanding who we are is crucial to humility (laughs) even in my notes I said have we said this before because it's something like we just keep coming back to this knowing yourself Um, there's no way to have a realistic assessment of who you are without knowing who you are right Um, it's It's time for us um, women to really take the time to be with ourselves. And I think that this is something we've talked about a lot too. Um, Being alone and getting, getting alone and having some solitude and taking that time to figure out who you are. What are your streaks? We talked about this. Have we talked about the SWAT? Um, before no, well, I mean, in indirectly, indirectly. Well, I I don't even know where it comes from. It's like a leadership tool or, like but a business tool, business mm-hmm. tool. But it's very, it's it's got a lot of wisdom in it, and it's SWOT, and it stands for strength, weaknesses, obstacles, and opportunities and threats, opportunities and threats. Yeah, and um and it's a really if you could just do that, you know, mm-hmm. write down each of those things SWOT, and um and write out what you know, what are your strengths and weaknesses? What opportunities do you have and or, yeah, opportunities and threats do you have to your life? Because when you understand what those are, then you can start having a realistic assessment of, of who you are and, and where you're going. Um, gratefulness is another huge component in, um, in humility. Because when you're thanking others for what you have, your perspective shifts from your own Self-reliance instead to appreciation of others. Mm. Right. Um, Like I think of um, like someone who has done really well in life, maybe graduated top of their class at an Ivy League school. They have a lot to be proud of. They have a lot that they could say that they've done. um, And humility may be difficult for them because they have accomplished so many things Mm -hmm. but if that person were to think about what if they'd been born in a in a third world country Mm -hmm. or what if they didn't have parents that were so supportive or that couldn't afford to send them to school they wouldn't necessarily be where they are now right and so thankfulness and gratefulness for the position that you're in and the people that surround you will help you in humility as well and again that's taking the focus off of yourself and putting it on others yeah and the more that we do that, I think, the more humility can be something that we, we wear, like we sink mm-hmm. into, you know. Um, when it comes to others, appreciate others, strive to notice the talents, the gold, in other people more than you try to display your own trophies. And um, I say that because, and this is, again, taking the attention off of yourself and putting it on others. When you're in a conversation with someone and all they're doing is going on and on and on about how good they are, how great they are at something, their accomplishments, whatever, immediately you're like, wah, wah, like you're sick of being around that person, you know. And that's not a good witness for the Lord either. But when you are... um, with someone, and we've all been around people like this. Like I think Andy's sister, Becca, is is a really great example of this. Anytime that I'm around her, she's constantly like asking me about me, asking mm-hmm. about my work and my family, and um, and she praises like great stuff that's going on in my life and that's is excited awesome. for me. Mm-hmm. And and I and when I am like thinking about witnessing to a person, or and I think about how I could be more humble, or um, or something like that in a conversation. I always think about her because she's so, so wonderful at that. She probably has the gift of exhortation. Um, I would say, yeah, yeah, absolutely. She's really, really great at that. And, you know, um, I, there's this story, and I I wish I could remember where I heard it. I heard it years ago, but it's really stuck with me. This um, reporter or something, I don't remember. Anyway, he he and his wife are going to this party, and his wife was, like, really nervous about this party. It was a big deal, and they had, like, the fancy, like full like dresses and like yeah it was like this huge big thing and she was terrified that she was gonna screw it up or be weird or fall down yeah fall down (laughs) that would be me yeah (laughs) and so he told her find three people and get to know everything you possibly can about them like get to know where they're from their families their you know work everything that you can get to know everything you can about these three people and come back and tell me about it And so she spent the evening talking to people about them and finding out what they're good at and all this kind of stuff. And she was the hit of the party. And, um, you know, she didn't even realize it because she was so focused on others. But by doing that, people were drawn to her and wanted to be around her. And and that's, you know, what we're talking about here with appreciating others. It's the more focus and attention that you put on them in a healthy way, Mm -hmm. um, the more humility you'll have for yourself because you're not – totally focused inward.
0: We have a mutual friend that um, Sarah and I do that is great about this. And he is the president of his own company and um, is the founder. And he, every single time I see him, he talks to me as if I'm the only person in the room. Mm. He remembers everything about our conversation that we had, even if it was a year ago. And mm-hmm. will say, how are things going in this and this and this wow. and this, mm-hmm. and is just wh- whoever he's with, he's a hundred percent with, so and it's cool. always asking about you instead of talking. And he's very, very accomplished. Yeah. yeah. Has so much to brag about, Wow, but, but doesn't never does. talk about it. And even if you ask questions, He'll answer, but then kind of move on to something else. Mm -hmm. And, um, Mm -hmm. he is the perfect example to me
2: always of somebody who is others focused and humble. That's so
1: cool. Yeah. That's exactly what we're talking about. Mm -hmm.
2: Well, even, um, John Maxwell says that influencers, good leaders, good influencers are great question askers.
1: Mm. You have to
2: be a good question asker. And Chris, my husband is really good at this. Mm -hmm. He's great at asking questions. Um, And, you know, and I would even say, like, give him a shout out. Like, he's a very humble man. Like, Mm. he, high integrity for me, of course, I think a lot of my husband. But he's just, you know, he does not brag on himself. And he could. um, And he could have immense amounts of influence. But he knows what his callings are. Mm. And he's just very, he's comfortable in his own skin. um, Very, uh, you know, same thing. You walk into a crowd. And he will get people talking about them. Mm-hmm. You know, he just asks those questions and and he loves it because he yeah. tries to figure out how much he can figure out about other people. You know, he's yeah. like, you just got to be able to ask the right questions and you can get people to talk about anything. Even the person in the room that doesn't like to talk is so extremely painfully introverted. Ask the right questions yep. and you can get them to talk. Exactly. And it's it's really a, a
1: unique skill set. It yeah. is. And it's important in there and it's something that if you don't have it mm-hmm. naturally, it's something to work on it for is. sure. Because it's important.
2: But you can work on it. You and can. I think that's important to exactly. too. Like even if it doesn't come naturally. It's still something that we should, we should try to well, work toward.
0: Jesus was that way yeah. because like the oh, whole yeah. new Testament is full of him asking people questions and he already knew the answers and to. He already knew the answers. Yeah. But he just the woman at the well, you know, what asked. are you doing
2: at the well? What are you doing here? What's your mm-hmm. story? He already knew yeah. her story. Yeah. Yes. What
0: do you want from me? Who do you think that I am? Like, right. are you the exactly. son of God? Well, who do you think? Like, yeah, totally. I'm, Dude, I'm it. Yeah, watch what king. I can do. Don't you even think about dissing me in any way, shape, or
1: form, because <laughs>
0: yeah. I will take you down. Yeah. But no. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <Exactly>. Love that. <laughs> That's very exactly. true. Exactly.
1: Yeah, he could have talked about himself a lot if he mm-hmm. wanted to mm-hmm. and chose not to. A true servant leader. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, another thing in relation to others is comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, we have comparison as a thief of joy. And, you know, this is really important to acknowledge because when we're living in a mindset of who's the best, um, which is so easy to do, we're not going to be humble. It's not going to come naturally because we're constantly comparing ourselves to others and we're in competition with Mm -hmm. others. You can't be in competition with people and trying to be better than them and be humble Mm -hmm. at the same time. And I would even go a step
2: further. It's either going to make you feel really great about yourself or it's going to make you feel really cruddy about yourself. Yeah. Because you're either never going to feel like you're measuring up or you're going to feel like you're always beating.
1: Yes. And that shouldn't be your goal in mm-hmm. relationships is to beat people. Mm-hmm. Your goal should be to love them. Yeah. And, um, and yourself. And yourself too. Yeah, exactly. So um, then finally, in relationship to God, understanding who God says he is. We cannot know our proper place before God unless we know God. Um, and how do we know God? Be still. Be still, exactly. That's the whole point. You know, be still and know that I am God. And, um, you know, and this just goes back to everything we've reiterated over and over and over again, is sitting in God's presence and getting to know him, you'll, you will become humble because you can't think highly of yourself when you know who God is and you know how incredible and amazing and, and wonderful that he is. Mm-hmm. You know, you in light of that you and your sinful nature and or me us you know the way that we are in comparison to the light and glory of god it's um it, it will certainly change your perspective yeah you know it has to and then lastly elevate your mind change your perspective to see everything as a gift from god your talents and abilities and possessions um, when you begin to see them as his you're less likely to be prideful about them And this is kind of, like, where it goes back to where he was talking about plagiarism. Mm -hmm. Like, when we are taking credit for all of these things that really we don't have control over, that's plagiarism. Like, that's us owning what's not really ours. Wow. You know? It's God's. It's God's. It's all his. That's pretty cool. And when we see it as his, we will be humble about it. You know, we won't be prideful and, like, puffed up about stuff because it's not really ours anyway. Right. Right. You know? Which I think is really cool. Um, so I have a couple of questions for you too that I wanted to ask you. Um, what are no what comment. do you feel like <laughs> <No comment. laughs> I wanted to ask if you what benefits have you seen in humility in your own life, either in ways that you've been humble or you've seen someone else be humble in a situation, um, have you seen any benefits of it like in your own lives?
0: Well, I think like um, the friend that I was just talking about that Sarah and I know, Um, there's a quiet confidence Mm -hmm. that I see that comes from that in that other person Mm -hmm. Um, and just a complete peace and like a comfort in their own skin and um, which is something that I strive for all the time I'm always struggling with that but I don't know I I mean I I can't say that I've necessarily think that I've ever been truly humble I think all my humility has just been very false and deflective mm-hmm. and self-deprecating. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is something I really need to work on. I mean, I, I do feel like in view of who God is that I am nothing. I, you know what I mean? In the, not in a horrible way, but, um, I don't necessarily, I don't have any confidence really in my own talents or abilities to the point mm-hmm. where I don't know. I, right. I'm, it's a struggle. It's and see, struggle. that's really
1: interesting because remember when you see them as gods, then for two reasons, you're not going to be puffed at, up and proud about it, right. but you'll also see them as valid because right. you know that they came right. from him. Right. Like if, if I have friends that tell me like how much
0: like God spoke to them
1: through the podcast
0: or something that I wrote, it's, I, I'm, it's very awkward for me to hear and I don't know what to do with it. But mm-hmm. I'm we're working like, on that. I'm, we're working on that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? like, I like your shoes. I'm like, oh, they're not really leather. I got them on cheap. They're, you know, like it's just weird ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. Um, so, but I, I mean, I really need to work on thinking of it as it all came from an ability that God gave me anyway. And I like awesome that right. that blessed you. And so yeah. my response it, literally in the last like month or two, I've been working on saying, thank you. I really appreciate that.
1: And like, and stop Shouting talking.
0: Shutting up. Right. Right. up. And that's then not, just,
1: but that's all you have to do is just say thank you. You know, and then, and then if you wanted to go further, tell me more about how God's been working in your life. Right. You know, and that's yeah. the whole thing. It's like, shh, great that God is using this thing that I'm a part of, but it's not really about me anyway. Tell me more about what he's doing because right. he's what we're really about anyway.
0: Right. You know, and I will say this about humility, though, too. Um, like there's... I have had, you know, lots of friends in my life where I will try to compliment them or tell them how much I appreciate something. And they completely like blow you off, blow me off. And it's or, hurtful. Like, and it's like, I just really want to tell you how much that meant. Like, don't, right. don't yeah. throw it down to the exactly. ground and don't take it because I just want, I want you to know. The receiving so, of it. Yeah. So, I mean, not, and that's not necessarily a humility thing as much as just to like be able to receive. It kind of is. And it isn't, it isn't going to puff you up. Like, right. be in the middle where that tension is, like we said, in between exactly. the strengths and the weaknesses. Like, your strength was this, and it blessed me in this way. Right. Exactly. So,
2: exactly. Yeah. I so. think I think more than seeing benefits of humility, I think you can see detriments of pride. I think it's mm-hmm. easier to see how pride mm. is a negative than it is to see humility as a positive. And, and maybe it's just where I am in life. I don't think... I don't think I go around saying she's such a humble person. Mm -hmm. Like you know, like I mean, I think I think you don't see humility, you don't recognize it as much as you recognize pride. Pride. Now you might recognize, which is interesting. Yeah, you might recognize the inability to be confidently humble. Right. Receiving the the uh, you know you are a great. You are nice. You are beautiful. You love your shoes, whatever it is, right? <laughs> Even if they're pleather, um, <laughs> love your pleather shoes. Um, but you know, I think I think you see that more than you see humility. But um, as far as pride goes, I think it's easy. We've probably all known a one or two prideful, arrogant people in our lives, and. Um, you can see I mean, there's a lack of authenticity. Yes. Um, people don't want to be around them. Or you see people want to be around them. I, I, there's an individual that Chris and I have known for a very long time. And the this person attracts large groups of people. Mm-hmm. This person is an influencer. And so you will see a large gathering around this individual. And then that crowd is gone and there's a new crowd Mm. and then that crowd is gone and there's a new crowd because you settle in and you get to know, and this person seems like a person that you want to follow. And then, um, this person really does struggle with, with pride and arrogance and that sets in. And it's kind of like pumping him up, making him feel good, Mm. pumping her up, making her feel good. You know, and so yeah. I think we've all been—we uh, can all give an attest to what arrogance and pride looks like, because it kind of makes you go, "You know." And we're all so afraid to be that person, yes. So we err into
0: the On side the other of side,
2: self-deprecation
0: and self-loathing. Yeah. T-
2: i think that's it. I think exactly. I think to the point of where we are chiseling away at the very core of who God has created us to Absolutely. be. And I talked about this. I think it was in the last podcast about. Um, With wisdom, you know, I have a a unique blending of gifts and personalities, and um, it's hard to be a woman and kind of have some of my giftings. And so for a long time, I was just, why did you do this? Why did you create me this way? Or this is what you meant for me to be? Um and basically somebody I read one time it's like basically you're looking at God and saying he made a mistake. Mm-hmm. And you know he didn't make a mistake. I just have to learn to be who he created me to be and be all that I can be in that for God. Exactly. Um it's not always easy but don't don't be apologetic. Right. You know, Monica, it is. don't be po- apologetic for who God created you to be. Because I don't think it's false pride. I just think that we have, we're have we so scared of being arrogant right. that we just cut ourselves down yeah. and think lowly of ourselves.
0: Like when, a couple weeks ago when we were talking about wisdom and how I had mentioned that I had prayed and asked God for wisdom. And I felt like he had gifted me with wisdom. Even saying the words, I have a gift of wisdom, feels so weird and icky and like makes me feel like I don't want, you know, do you understand what I'm saying? I do. I totally do. To even say like, I have a gifting of writing. I don't want, I feel like people are going to take that and be like, Oh, she thinks she's all that. And I don't want, you know what I mean? Like, why is is that?
1: It's, uh, you know, I think that it takes a lot of trust in God to feel free enough to say what he's gifted you in and not think it's going to come back to haunt you. Right. Yeah. I think that... Or
2: sound the wrong way. Or... Mm-hmm. or well, fall on the in ears a, yeah. the wrong way. Come,
1: come back to haunt you in the sense that somebody takes offense to it, or maybe then you mess up and people are like, oh, she's not really gifted that way. Or, right. you know, there's so much trust that comes from proclaiming what God has done. Like, imagine the woman at the well when Jesus spoke to her and she ran out telling everybody about this guy. Like, she could have really suffered a lot from that. Right. You know, the repercussions of her just blabbing about all this stuff because it was not socially acceptable. acceptable. And, but, you know, when she did that, it affected others. And so, like, Monica, you saying, I have this gift of wisdom. Maybe that will allow another woman listening to the podcast to be like, oh, like she feels comfortable saying that she has that gift. Because I felt like I did, but I didn't feel comfortable saying it. Right. Right. Like you never know, like when you trust God and just proclaim what he has done, like it, it that, that doesn't mean it's going to come back on you. Right well, now. and
2: I think it's a way for us to glorify God. Absolutely. And and I also shared about how I felt that the Lord kind of took away that discernment that you know some of my giftings for a bit of time um and it made me miss them right. and as he has begun to yeah. remove those scales off my eyes again I want to I want him to know I'm grateful for it and I think the only way that he can know that we're grateful for it is by saying thank you, yeah. you know, you are a beautiful writer you don't want the Lord to take that talent from you yeah. so own it wear it it's part of your clothing it's part of the core of who monica is and there's nothing wrong with that now you know you don't want to be arrogant about it you don't want to you know i wrote this book and that book and you ought to read my words and you know like that's different (laughs) right that's different but just being truthful to the part of this is the beautiful creation that you are there's nothing wrong with that exactly Exactly. We need to embrace
1: the tension. <laughs> embrace She's got to listen to her own teaching. It's time. Well, we're we are running short on time, but I wanted to give out these practical applications really quickly. Um, I there's this is so hokey, but there's a WikiHow article. <laughs> And it was like, I kind of looked at it just kind of as a joke, but it had some really great Five application steps. stuff in there. And it's like 15 steps. You can go look at it. There's pictures that are really bad. and Wow. It's, but it's hilarious. But he, they actually had some good points. So here's um, here's just a few of them. And remember that we're talking about a step, a day-by-day thing. This isn't going to make you humble overnight, but these are just a few action steps that, um, that can help you get there. Um, don't take all the credit. Acknowledge the effort that others around you put in and quote, share the love. (laughs) Like whenever something great happens, you don't have to always take all the credit. Mm -hmm. You know, you can take some of it. Like if I directed, if I choreographed a dance and someone compliments me, I'm, you know, it would, the humble thing to do would say thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, and weren't the dancers amazing, you know? Right. Um, And that's what we're talking about by not taking all the credit. Number two, remain teachable. And I just think this is such good advice because nothing keeps you more humble than realizing how much you don't know. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. Take classes. Go try and experience things that you don't know much about. That's right. Um, The more you learn, the more you realize you don't know.
0: Especially when it comes to spiritual things. Uh Yeah,
1: exactly. And then number three, go last. Start literally putting others before yourself in the grocery line or with friends at lunch or whatever it is. Don't rush to satisfy your own needs right away. And and this will be a huge testimony to other people. Um, like when you're out, I don't know, with your kids or out with your friends going to lunch, just literally let someone go before you. And it's amazing how that one little act can make a, a big statement yeah. Yeah. about how you view yourself and how highly you view others. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, um, audience Listeners, We really want to hear from you. We would love to hear humility stories from you. Try and take these practical application steps and do them this week. And then contact us and let us know how it goes. We love you guys. We love hearing from you. And um, you can tweet us or find us on the website. And then that's it. That's all I have for us today. Ladies, who wants to pray us out? I will. Okay.
2: Father God, Lord, thank you so much again for just another week and another podcast and uh, just the way you continue to reveal yourself to us and hopefully to the listeners and just giving us the mindset of having a spirit of humility. Uh, Lord, that others may see you in us both in the way that you've gifted us um, and our ability to own the way that you've gifted us, but the way that we can turn it around and give it all to you, Lord, and give you all the glory for it. I pray that you will keep everyone safe, our listeners, us. Uh, bring us all back safely together again next week so that we can take on another lesson from you, just learning to be in the image of Christ, Lord, and to know that you are God. And It's all of this that we ask in your name. Amen. Amen.
1: Thank you for listening to the BeCast. For more resources, please visit www.bestillbefree.com.